0: testing one one two is this thing on hello can they hear us can they hear us
1: no they can't they don't want to hear us
0: i you know they tried to keep us out for for a real long time but like man so much shit keeps happening shit we told them was gonna happen uh What's up up, everybody? This is uh, your boy, Dr. Morris, Mr. Crown Morris And I'm joined, as always, by the Kenny Tamikota Mr. Ray Cash Rance Morris Hello And you are listening to another edition of the Outsider's Edge podcast Y'all thought we were dead Y'all thought we were gone Y'all thought we was never coming back to give you that good shit that we give Nah No, we just had to take a little break, a little breaky break.
1: But well, you know, what a time to take a break, though, by the way, right? Well,
0: you know, like for real. It, <laughs> at, I'm a teacher, you're a parent. We both know, like, you turn around for five minutes, go check your own thing, like scroll through your phone, whatever. And then you turn around and come back into the room. And it looks like Danny Glover in that scene from Community, where, like, there's fires, fires everywhere. I was gone 30 seconds. What happened? Like, I-, I turned around, and next thing I know, you know, Vince McMahon gets caught with, like, who knows how many fucking women. And it's enough of a scandal because he was using company money on the down low without reporting it for the tax purposes. Uh, and then the board found out, so he up out to paint. Then, you know... TK's doing so much cocaine that he can't even begin to control all the chaos in his company.
1: Boy, it's been a time, right? Uh, wow. Um, backstage uh, backstage issues are so bad that we're having talent meetings. We're having emails sent from a chief legal officer about contract tampering. <laughs> it is so wild. Right we got now.
0: people that got so much heat, they're having to drop belts because the other people on the roster aren't working with them no more. NXT UK is gone to bring back NXT Europe, which still don't understand the difference, but okay. Austin Theory and Matt Riddle got their first names back, so you know maybe Big E will become a Langston again.
1: And a carrot and and a, well, he's that's just been his dream dream, right? And apparently and apparently Matt riddle uh his kids his kids and wife don't love him with his bitch ass.
0: man, can we talk real quick about how Seth Rollins a fucking savage in these streets?
1: Well, first and foremost, Seth Rollins is hater of the year. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. secondly, um one as something you'll know very very well motherfuckers forgot this motherfucker is hispanic and he has that melanin came out real fast
0: this like it it came out so smooth is the thing like just so smooth just gangster as shit and i'm like oh damn Mm."
1: i was talking to a friend of mine who doesn't watch wrestling and i showed him the clip and he was like damn that's real and i had explained to him that one cannot fake such work such verbiage you cannot work and 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 act with your bitch ass like that comes from the diaphragm. That comes yeah, from a just, place that only has grown with misery and with with pain and struggle from a place that most people cannot find.
0: I mean, it just it's so surprising because you know, like he from Iowa, he married a Scottish woman, like you don't expect it to come out of him and then he just so smooth with it i'm just like oh okay all right well you just like made me care way more about this shit um say man every city got a hood bro i mean that's facts
1: every city got a hood we know that's facts um it has been a quite a wild let's say three months or so but it's also been a really great three three four months or so the quality of wrestling and i'm not just speaking wwe all over the board has been fantastic um we've seen some of the best character work in years and people like seth himself sammy Zayn, of course my tribal chief yo yeah, sammy throwing an mvp caliber a couple months in my goodness it's just things are are so crazy and so wild and so good right now. Um, and while Sammy,
0: Sammy does need to issue an apology to Chase Owens for stealing his gimmick. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I Chase mean, actually, Sammy's doing it better, but still. Chase actually believes he's Samoan or Tonkin. <laughs> he's not he's just hanging out with him. Yes. He, no, he's stealing Owen Hart's gimmick. Oh, he's not a nugget. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with these dudes now. (laughs) Say, man. So look, we didn't have a rundown, y'all, because it's too much. If we would have wrote a rundown, we'd be here for six hours. So we just kind of, kind of, kind of shoot the shit and kind of get back into the habit of this. But I'm literally going through my Wrestling Inc. like homepage, and if I see something that pops in my mind, I'm gonna grab it and we'll talk about it. But I'm gonna ask you first and foremost. We, I don't think we've really done anything consistently since after WrestleMania. Here we are going into Labor Day weekend, three major pay-per-views. Is there anything you want to start off with before we really get it going?
0: Um, I don't think there's a specific topic that I wanted to talk about more than any other topic. I will say that Daddy Paul taking over. The WWE has made the grapples on my television a lot more pleasant to watch, and like your boy has seen three of the last four raws. But for those of you who are longtime listeners, that is
1: about as improbable as um, rain in the Sahara.
0: Let's go with that. Is yeah. that a good analogy? I mean, yeah man, I can't remember the last time I saw three episodes of Raw inside of a calendar month. The this past weeks is the only one I have not seen and that's just cuz I've been busy this week.
1: It I will I will say and I'm as a guy that watches everything and actually enjoys Raw for the most part, it has been markedly better. The 3 hours run so fast now.
0: And They're... I think some of that comes down to it's not Pacing so much that they win. yeah, it's not so much that they've changed a million things, but it's just the show is paced better. It is it flows more cohesively from segment to segment. There are still recaps, but they're not beating me over the head with them. I don't see nearly as many moments of like wrestler entrance happens, then commercial break, then segment, then oh yeah, there was a wrestler in the ring. Um type stuff going on and it just makes it so much easier and more pleasant to watch. And that's mm-hmm. not even getting into people that are coming back that you yeah. are like excited to see and little changes. Like one of the things we talked about before with like Austin Theory getting his first name back. Like I understand that Vince is weird and likes to do weird shit, but sometimes some of these name changes are like stupid and arbitrary. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like so sorrow. I can understand cuz it's a it's a last name, you get it. But theory just didn't make too much
0: sense for me. Mm-mm. Especially not with the rest of his gimmick, you know, the whole A town all day Austin theory thing. It's I very alliterative. Yeah. It's very alliterative. Yeah. So like um but it has made that show so much more pleasant to watch. Um and it has also increased it increased the synergy, which we had talked about before of like NXT 2.0 needed to change because there was no synergy between what NXT was and what the main roster is because NXT was Paul's vision and the main roster was Vince's vision. Yeah. Well, now now Sean and Hunter run the show.
1: And I'm so glad you mentioned that because there's a couple of other changes I want to talk about. But you talking about synergy is a big one because for those of you who watched this last uh past week's episode
0: of nxt we're going into worlds collide champa coming out talking about goldie and how important it is and handed the mantle over to Braun.
1: champa came back uh butch talked to pete dunn gunther came and talked to pete dunn uh you mean tyler Bate? Yeah. tyler Bate? yeah tyler Bates, sorry yes yes young master Bate. um <laughs> Rhea came back and talked to Blair Davenport. Shayna came and talked to um Mandy. Like it was all the greatest hits. Finn Balor came back, and that that just that little synergy is so cool because 85 to 90% of the roster came from NXT. So mm. it's like people forget the thing I love most about Johnny Gargano's return. And yes, there I, I understand. So many people are comparing the well, if it was AEW, people would be complaining. I get it, yes. Because AEW does way too many cold Mance Warner, nobody knows who he is, that gets a title shot. Well, explain him. I get that. But Johnny Gargano came out, and the first thing he said was for those of you who don't know me, and he laid out all of his accomplishments NXT champ, NXT Tag Champ, NXT um North American champ. And that synergy is growing again, like you said. And now you can go on any of the three or quote unquote four shows and it makes sense in the stories.
0: Yeah, synergy is just so great. And, um, you know, you worry less about people being promoted, not so much in a sense of how are they going to be handled, but just in terms of a sense of like everybody's going to know who everybody is. Yep. And there's going to be an understanding. Yeah, there should hopefully be an understanding of this is what their gimmicks are you know and also you can tell which people you can all also tell like which people never burned their bridges with hunter cuz like he's bringing road dog back again uh got jeff the fuck out the paint in time to bring road dog back in i mean you know always go with the roadie over double j always road go Dogg with the has roadie made over a, j.
1: <laughs> road dog owes his entire life to Michael Hickenball. Uh, and Paul Levesque. <laughs> they he owes everything he is. The, the entire Armstrong cat family has been fed off of those three men. Jeff Jarrett, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I just think it was so poetic that like Jarrett is leaving, and then the next thing you know, you hear Road Dogs coming back. I'm just like, God damn, Rody, you just you just all about consistency. We talk about synergy. You you stay in. Staying after them coattails.
1: Well, he did spend his day working hard on the go.
0: I mean, yeah, that is
1: that, that is people facts. people people you you understand you get the joke if you're arrested. wrestling I
0: fan.
1: Um, the other two things that I think are really dope about the the new vision of uh, of Uncle Paul or Papa H's and um, SmackDown is, um, and I'm just throwing it to you when I say these two. It's number one, bringing back kind of his general so to speak from the old nxt people who were released or were gone and came back that's big for him because you know he's big about putting his people in certain situations But most importantly to me even more important than that again putting the women at the forefront of the company and letting them continue to carry this company like they have for the past three four years i think that's amazing
0: i mean to be honest they they won me over with something even more basic. They won me over when Ko came back out with the duct tape, and power bombed uh, Ezekiel onto the fucking apron in the throwback. He got the old yeah. throne. He got the throne. Yeah, like they they won me over with that. Because like no disrespect to you know the great character work that he's done over the last year and a half, but prize fighter Ko is best Ko.
1: I I think where I think it's where he's most comfortable too. Oh yeah. It's what he wants it um it's 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 been such a pleasure a genuine and we can even talk about this somebody that you hated for years Drew mcintyre is the biggest babyface in the world right now i he's mean legitimately he's this is the first time in 730 days i legitimately have said oh my god i think roman is losing
0: oh no mine is i'll do you one better i'll do you one better a wrestler that I never cared about and still don't honestly care about, but for the first time ever, I at least understood how they could make it work. They making Karrion cross look like salvageable. Well, they're making carrying cross like look like they're making him look like he did an NXT. because it, it only took there. him a few weeks. Shit, give him back Scarlet, let him do his weird shit, be all black and white and ticky tock.
1: Shout out, shout out to Drew by the way for the funniest line of the week. Uh, he said it's an hourglass. It doesn't make noise. Like, that's fucking hilarious to me. We got an index moment in the last month. Like. No, no. Forget index. They are Bonnie and Clyde for real. Ride or die till the wheels fall off. Mm hmm.
0: Mm
1: hmm. I so, guess. Like, Ugh. If I see Indy on the main roster with the gloves, like helping still Mike the Miz, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. Like.
0: Oh no, Indy's gonna come out. Indy's gonna come out and neutralize Maurice. Give it to me.
1: Give me Index versus Miz and Maurice at WrestleMania. I'll
0: take Here it. for it. Done. Done. <laughs> Miz will do all the talking. Miz and Indy do all the talking. Dexter just kind of stands there. <laughs>
1: I'm so for it. Okay, so we're talking positives. Let's be let's be fair. Is there anything that's been negative to you, or anything that you haven't liked?
0: Um, negative might be too big of a word so not so much a thing that I haven't liked or a, uh, but like I don't I don't know what they're doing with Rhea Ripley like they're clearly positioning her as like the most important person in Judgment Day but like yeah. outside of that she's so disconnected from the women's division Right now that I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like you're trying to make her a star of this stable that you've got. But at the same time, you're kind of doing what you did with Alexa Bliss, where you're distancing her so much from the actual division she is a part of. And you're also kind of making her too big for some of the members of that division that it's going to create. Issues when you finally have her wrestling again.
1: I see what you're saying because I look at it from this perspective and it actually comes to the same place. They're treating her like early China.
0: Kinda, kinda. For a, while, for a minute, I was worried she was hurt still because I was just like, damn, like she'd never actually wrestle wrestles anymore. She only really does beat up Dominic. <laughs> yeah, beat up segments, muscle segments. She may st- she may still not be
1: cleared for bumps, but cleared for activity. That's a very possible be- thing because the injury that she described it was a brain and teeth injury or something like that. It was scary to hear that. But I-, I feel you on that. My the thing that bothers me, or that's I guess you can say, it looks like a negative to me, is I don't. I'm worried about roster blow because there are still people who are re- were regulars. That aren't being seen right now, like Omas. When's the last time you saw Omas? Whether you like him or you don't, he was a regular member, and you haven't seen him in months. But then you keep bringing back people, first after person the person the person. Now Braun Strowman's supposed to be back on Monday. Please do. We're still talking about Bray Wyatt possibly coming back. There's so many returns that are in that are in the works or in the talks. And then call-ups are coming. Solo Sikoa is supposed to be called up pretty soon. Legado del Fantasma is getting called up. So like. We already were struggling for time. And it just the show is paced better, yes. Give them all the credit for that. But I I don't want to get back to a point where we were six, seven years ago, where there's too many people that— Well— There's people in catering, and it, it, that's going to grow the same thing that A.W. is dealing with right now.
0: And to your point, this is also happening at a time when there's— I don't want to say no world champion but like Roman is really only on SmackDown and he's yep. only really there like every few weeks cuz yep. your boy negotiated properly and knew his worth. Um but like so essentially there's no world champion right now. That's only going to float until like we're we're realistic on this show. So that's going to float until WrestleMania when they do Roman versus The Rock. And then they will at some point after that split the titles back up and there will be world champions on both shows because Fox and USA will not tolerate a perpetuity of not having a champion. USA has already, uh, uh, like, said some things about, like, hey, so world champion for our show? That going to be a thing? Is this Roman going to ever show up? Like, what's going on with that? So... The point To your point, when there is a world champion, that's 25 minutes of every show, whether it's them in a match or them in angles or angles building to that match. Like Backstages, that's 25 promos, minutes of yeah. every show. Yep.
1: And um, it's not just the world title; the tag titles too, with the Usos.
0: Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah, because those are merged right now because of all of that. Um, to oh, speaking of tag titles, something that I don't, I. I feel like it's too early to say I don't like, but in a vacuum of just like, what the fuck di- was the point of Aaliyah and Raquel winning that Thank tag you. tournament? Like, Thank
1: you for bringing that up. I'm so glad you brought I
0: that up. I feel like it's too early to just say, oh, no, this is bad, automatically, blah. But, like, right now, I'm just like, you bring in this stable, mm-hmm. you make a huge deal about this stable. Mm-hmm and the stable is in a huge six person ma- or six woman tag match mm-hmm. at the upcoming live event so we're not gonna have them win this tournament I'm, I'm and the only were. way that makes sense to me is like are Sasha and Naomi coming back on Friday
1: no i'm so glad you brought that up cuz i've been waiting to talk about this Number one, how did they lose the match? The, the uh. women, the women that they were fighting, came out and interfered. Bailey got on the on the on the uh, apron, and Bianca, Alexa, and Oscar came out and ran Bailey away. And in that chaos, Alea rolled up Dakota. So it's building up that feud further. Number one, which is important right now because that is the a feud on Raw. Those mm. those two groups. Number one. Number two, historically in WWE, wrestling in general, but specifically historically in WWE, they'd much rather put the belt on a team that does need a story than a team on a team that, that does have a story. Because you can still make money on the story and the belts, the championships don't need a story to be defended. You don't need a reason for Aaliyah and Raquel to feud with whatever the next team is, other than I want the titles. But right now, EO and Bailey and uh um Dakota are really in a serious, deep, serious feud with these three women. So to put the titles on them kind of makes the titles secondary to
0: what the feud is already going on. Genuine question. Yeah. If uh, what's her face doesn't get hurt, does toxic attraction win instead?
1: Oh, well, you can go further than that. If Zoe doesn't get hurt, does Zoe and Nikita win? I, I well, see, one, Zoe and
0: Nikita felt way more thrown together. To oh, one hundred percent. Whereas, like toxic attraction. Like, they were the NXT tag champs for fucking ever anyway. Um, They're a real tag team. Yeah, they're a real tag team. And, like, they're a real fucking good tag team. And, like, clearly it's time to move them up to the main roster anyway. So I'm just like, oh, like, I know they were a last-minute replacement for Nikki and What's-Her-Face, but at the same time I'm just like oh, maybe that was one of those, like, blessing in disguise, we're going to go ahead and let them win this because of all the things you were talking about. And then she gets hurt.
1: Maybe so. And also, too, uh, like, historically, when there's – I know this is a tournament to crown championships, but they treat it like it's almost like a first-time winner, right? But akin to – baby faces are usually better for that
0: anyway. Yeah, but, like, that's the other thing. I'm just like, Raquel is so miscast as a babyface. She is. But, uh, I mean, her turning is. on Aaliyah can be a good story. Yeah, well, number one, I'd love it because nobody likes Aaliyah. Well, because it's—I think the issue is I equate That was Aaliyah harsh. With, I'm sorry. That was harsh. No, no, I equate Aaliyah with Dana Brooke. It's—you've so been around forever— you've gotten yeah. a lot better than you were before, but you but were still so not trash before anyway, and yeah. you're still not good. And people are looking at you like you've been here forever and get chance, uh, chances that other women who are better than you do not get or did yeah. not get. Yeah, And yet you are still mids at best. I just think of, you're, you're spot on because you think
1: about And again, this isn't anybody's fault in the current administration of Hunter, Steph, and Nick Khan, but Aaliyah is still on on SmackDown and being utilized heavily. Tegan Knox and Tony Storm are gone.
0: Weird. And and also, like, I don't want this to come across as shade to the performers because, like, you know— as not great as Dana Brooke is in comparison to the other women, you put her in another company that needs women, and she'd still, like, be a good hand. She's well, not great, but she'd be a good hand.
1: I, I think Tony Storm is a victim of her own—not hubris, because she seems to be a very uh, low-key— good simple good person but i think tony storm is almost a victim of her own looks i hate to say it that way but she's a good wrestler she's not a great wrestler she has a cool character not a great character she has a, a cool finisher not a great finisher but she's so damn fine and so damn sexy that it's almost like people hype her up higher than she should and granted like you said to your point if you've seen her in NXT UK. If you've seen her in Stardom, if you've seen her in places where she's not stuck in doing a certain this, she's
0: much better. Wait, but like, why are we talking about Tony Storm? I was talking about Dana and Aaliyah. Oh wow! I took well. I don't want to I mean, talk about Dana like, and Aaliyah. I didn't want care about them. I didn't want to like you. steal your fire because you were in the middle of trying to make a point. But I was like, no, I was talking about like. I was talking about, like, no disrespect to Dana and Aaliyah because I think the Zack Ryder effect. Like, Zack Ryder is mids compared to, like, the best of the best in the profession, but you put the man in the NWA or an Impact and he's a a main event talent and a draw draw. and a big-ass name. So I'm just like, no disrespect to Dana Brooke and Aaliyah because, yeah, compared to the best women in the world, these... To come off real fucking mids, but you put them in an indie promotion that needs women that are hands that know how to fucking work and know how to be characters and know how to do angles and all of that shit. They went through the machine and they will be some of your best women.
1: Where did I where did I hear Tony at? Wow.
0: I don't
1: know. Maybe I'm but, just over Dan talking about
0: Dana and Leo. I mean that's fair because like the less said the better. I didn't bring up your least favorite girl.
1: I'm curious. It's been so long since we talked. Who's my least favorite girl?
0: I mean, you don't hate her, but, like, you don't like anything about her. And you're just like, why is she still on the roster? She's been there forever.
1: Oh. She, at least she has a redeeming quality over uh, over Aaliyah and Dana. Yeah, at least she, she can wrestle. A great star. Yeah. At least she's she a, gr- a really good wrestler. She can. She teaches. She's married to probably. She's married married best best producer. Best producer in the game. (laughs) Oh my god. The best Uh,
0: producer. Shout out to Natty. Um. No. But so like speaking of all of speaking of all of this about the women. you had mentioned something that you came across at the start of the show, and you didn't want to tell me what it was because you love to get my live reaction. So, like, let's transition into this story about women. Um, For background context, on Dynamite, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week because it wasn't last night. Yeah. So on Dynamite last week, Thunder Rosa vacated the AEW women's championship because she was air quotes injured we'll get to the air quotes in a minute um now what's significant about that is um when asshole punk had to vacate the title because you know he's an old, he's not just a bitter man he's a bitter old man And he's a bitter, frail old man. So like many bitter, frail old men, his body is falling apart from all of the hatred. So um, (laughs) when he had to vacate the world title under the weight of his own toxicity, he was given five minutes to jack off in front of the live crowd. And they ate that shit up. Swallowed every last drop because they are desperate, sad man babies. Um, when Thunder Rosa had to give up the title because she is kayfabe injured, they gave her 50 seconds. Yeah, like, a yeah, something like a minute, maybe
1: a minute and a half, Mac, but no, yeah, nothing close to it. Nothing close to it. So. Um, Tony Khan, ha, you know, with All Out coming out, and also it's been transfer day, so Fulham has been doing transfers, um, he's been doing a lot of press. And there is an article that I just found that says, uh, Tony Khan gets blunt response to why Thunder Rosa and CM Punk do not get equal AEW promo time.
0: And this, this quotes, again, are from Tony Khan directly. Cause they're always from Tony directly because man, baby refuses to get a PR team. (laughs) And for the record, if you're wondering where this was
1: from is in the all out media call, I give the TV time based on what I believe is going to draw the most ratings. If you want my honest opinion on an eight minute Thunder Rosa promo versus an eight minute CM Punk promo, then you're going to get an honest answer. And I think the eight-minute CM Punk promo is probably going to do a better rating. To come out and do a live eight-minute promo, I'm not sure that would have been good for the television show, to be honest with you. End quote.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in
1: early so everyone can go home on time. So now, while you're thinking, I want to remind you that it's become a bit of a reoccurring joke that if you know how TV shows are segmented, there are four segments an hour. Every 15 minutes is considered a segment for uh recording purposes. And, and the they women always always get, the, get, death Q6. Spot. Always get this, the Q6. They always get the Q6. They always get the 6th quarter the death spot and nobody watches
0: and it's We they thought always it was the get chicken the or thai. eggs. For those of you that don't understand what we mean by death spot, they always get the time in the two-hour show where you know the main event is coming up soon, Mm -hmm. and you really need to make sure that you go get a beverage, go have a smoke break if that's your thing, go to the bathroom, do whatever the fuck it is that you need to do, and you leave and zone out, or check to see what else is going to be on after the show is over.
1: Kind of like how WWE used to do in the Divas uh, era, when right before the main event, they threw out Michelle McCool versus Mickey James.
0: That kind of response is exactly why every time I have gone to Dynamite, and I've gone to Dynamite more than once, I am amazed at how Dynamite smells like your mom's basement. Mmm! <laughs> wow. Mm, wow. Um... This man has created a company and produced a mindset that shows he was raised in the Attitude Era and that his brain never developed past the Attitude Era. And I'm not talking the, like, types of women he hires. I'm talking his complete and utter indifference to women's wrestling. And before you say, but but but, what about... Brit Baker um she's one motherfucker and before you say but 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 what about Jade Cargill you mean the same person whose TBS championship is only ever seen on TNT well, on the B show hmm. that's interesting you you mean the woman of color who they are giving a push like Goldberg but you'd never fucking know it because nobody watches Rampage the woman of color who's facing another woman of color at their supposed biggest show of the year um, in a match that, like, I ain't seen to build up to because Rampage only gets 150,000 viewers. The YouTube oh. show gets more views than Rampage.
1: Wow. So, so let let's be let's be adults here and be honest. Is what he's saying literally correct? I think if you put CM Punk and Thunder Rosa up together, more people naturally are going to gravitate to CM Punk. Now, the issue isn't that that's the case. The issue is why. And the reason why is... And please jump in after this. The reason why is because we put CM Punk in situations to where he'll get those viewers. If you don't give people opportunity to get the chances in front of these people then you never give them a chance to want to see these people.
0: The reason that the only woman that they actually give time to and air quote trust gets that time and is trusted is because they conditioned the audience to think she's a big fucking deal. They made the audience see her as a main event. When you treat the women like a main event, people will treat the women like a main event. 100%. 100%.
1: I mean, Britt Baker would go to Pittsburgh, and they called it Britsburg, and the Steelers were there. Britt Baker is... She
0: got all the one-on-ones with Tony, and, like, he basically put her over for the audience.
1: 100%. CM Punk is coming out at the shows and shouting out Britt Baker. Uh, Britt Baker's doing talk shows and stuff like that you don't see none of the other women doing any
0: of that meanwhile jade's got to do her own hype and jade is great i am i love jade i'm not hating on jade i think jade is wonderful but why does she have to do her own hype why is she having to promote her own shit when you've got this whole media machine i'm just
1: saying doesn't make much sense to me and and yeah we're talking about the two people that have gotten time but What's
0: the, the last way time they, you saw Ruby Soho?
1: Oh, that's another conversation. Yeah, I don't I don't know if she's if she could make the decision same decision she made before, I don't know if she was make it again, knowing what she knows now. But also what's the last
0: time you saw Chris Statlander?
1: She's hurt, so I'll give her a pass on that. Like she's really hurt, like gone for a year and a half hurt.
0: Oh shit, um, okay Yeah, like okay.
1: really okay. hurt. Um okay. but the way they've done so many of the the Japanese women has just been disgusting. Like, Sheeta's back in the picture now. Good for her. But Riho was their first women's champion. Like, when do you see Nyla? When is it Nyla Rose? You know, and, and he basically, every time he a- answers a question about the women's division, he comes out and essentially says, I don't give a fuck.
0: Why and- is it that the owner of Ring of Honor is always a piece of shit? That's a good question. Why is it that the ownership group for Ring of Honor is always a piece of shit? Well, um, what was was Kerry Silk in a piece of shit before he sold? No, he saw it? Kerry was fine, but Kerry was beholden to fucking Sinclair. Well, I'm just I'm thinking about the early years where it was actually really fucking good. No, Kerry was good, dude. That's okay. why it was so good for so long?
1: Yeah, I, I, it doesn't make much sense. Um, it's a shame. Uh they have so much talent there. That women's division has so much talent in it. And it's just not it's not given it a chance.
0: That company's roster, you know, we were talking about roster bloat for WWE. At least WWE has four televised shows.
1: With different with different fo- with their own different specific rosters. That's important to note because AEW fans will tell you, Well, we have four different shows you do, but it's all t- pulling from the same roster. There is a Raw roster that I know we joke there's no brand split, but 90% of the time specifically stays only on Raw. There's a SmackDown roster that the majority of the time specifically stays on SmackDown. Same with NXT. Same with NXT UK. And AEW, all their shows run from the same cupboard.
0: It's not the same conversation. Yeah, so like at least WWE's got four shows to spread this Raw shit uh, across. And not only do they have four shows, but like Therefore, shows all have good time slots. Well, That's true too. On the like stations that they are aired on, um, and are promoted by the company accordingly. Whereas Dynamite, Dynamite. I'm sorry, AEW has all these shows, but AEW has an actual show that they promote. They have a YouTube series that they promote heavily. Then they have a show that's on TNT that they talk about sometimes.
1: Yeah, Rampage doesn't and, seem to
0: matter. Well, and, and then Tony's given the excuse, uh, apparently, in interviews, talking about, well, I haven't been able to pack Rampage with the stars lately because so many people are hurt, so I got to put all the stars on dynamite. Okay, so you're actively killing your other show, because that's what, that's what that means. You're actively killing your other show. You could kill two birds with one stone by promoting some of this talent that you never fucking use on Dynamite and then still using those bigger names on uh, Rampage. But, like, speaking of, you know, when's the last time you saw? um, I'm going to put out an APB on MJF. I'm assuming we'll see him in a year and a half when his deal is up and he shows up in Stanford. Um, By the way,
1: can I say this about MJF? Mm-hmm. I understand we'll never know if any of this was actually a, any part of a work or all the shoot. We'll never know. But if any of it was
0: a work, we have long past the period where it would make sense. Yep, because he'd have been back by now. Wardlow is doing his own fucking thing. Like, well, long, Wardlow. long past it.
1: Wardlow and MJF are in their own world. I'm just... Not MJF, Wardlow and FTR are in their own world. That's another conversation we'll get to. But I'm just thinking, like, you know, I remember when CM Punk won the title from Cena and walked out, right, in the summer of Punk in 2014, whenever it was. And people wanted Punk to stay gone for a few months and go defend the belt at indie shows and make it like a real walkout deal. And while he shouldn't have came back the next week, if he would have stayed gone that long, that would have killed the heat of the angle. Yeah. And MJ has been gone for four, five, six months now?
0: He's been gone since he, he has been gone since he got into it with TK on TV and everybody swore. Oh no, it's a work now. It's a work now. It's a work now. We're all going to be gone for a whole year. Like at if, least if, we saw a sting in the rafters.
1: If he were to show up Sunday. Yes, you can always heat whatever you want to heat up. You literally make this shit up. It's a scripted television show. But would it be the same heat if he would have came back when it was telling people's forethoughts? You almost have to say, oh, yeah, that's right, that did happen. You don't want to do that when it's supposed to be an angle that hot. And who's going to be Tony's proxy? That's the question, because if Tony ain't trying to bump
0: like Vince did,
1: then who's going to be the company's proxy?
0: Yeah, who's his man in all of this? (sighs) So, but, yeah, so, like, when's the last time you fucking saw him? He ain't been seen since all the bullshit started. Um, Like, they just have so many fucking people. And they really got to be careful because, like, some of these people are star stars. Like, if Ricky Stark's contract ended anytime soon, like, back the Brinks truck the fuck up. 100%. There there are a, a certain amount of
1: guys who were not on the mainstream radar, who have made themselves into superstars over there. Hobbs and Starks are one, Jungle Boy is another one. I know you're not a fan of his, but Darby has made himself a star.
0: He has. Hangman Um, is obviously their poster child. One hundred percent. Company
1: made star. One hundred percent. So like Sammy, even
0: though he's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, he is a he is a star in the wrestling business. Like he he's a very. Eddie Kingston has made himself a career. Eddie after Kingston being has career. made himself
0: relevant after being the after being the Conan for LAX and Impact. Eddie Kingston is now relevant on a nationally televised product.
1: Spot on, man. There's so many people. It's I mean, what and then there's lesser known people like Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, Wheeler fucking Yuta. And these people, and you, when's the last time Lee Moriarty showed up? Is he hurt?
0: Is when's he? the last time, what's-his-face, that uh, fought Cody and they made him such a big fucking deal? Oh, a go-go? Yeah. He pops up every now and then, but he's back to being one of T K T Q T
1: Q Q T QT Marshall's henchmen bitches, guys. By the way, so a positive signing, depending on how you feel about him, but I think the dude has remade himself. Oh well yes, big cass. Big Cass sound AW. And again, I I I understand what happened to him and where he was and what he did, but I also believe what he that did was
0: nowhere near as shitty as what Enzo was accused of doing.
1: One hundred percent. And I also think he has shown he's put in the work, he's gotten sober, he's gotten healthy, and he looks great. And that I, that's last a thing, great
0: signing. That last thing you said was the big key. He got sober. Like yeah. You know, Enzo was accused of sexual assault. Like that's hard, fucking core. Cass was an alcoholic who, like, was going through the issues that an addict goes through, and was acting like a piece of shit because that's what addicts do. Yeah. And so he got sober, and he worked on his shit, and he became a better wrestler. Like, oh he man, did, he's like, really good. He now. did good work in Impact. You did really good work in Impact. You yes. know, that's a that's something that, you know, we joke about Impact a lot here and we will never take them seriously as a major promotion. However, Impact is a rehabilitation company and they don't get enough credit for it. That's real. That's real. Like spot Impact is the place to go when your career has floundered in so many ways and you need to go and be reinvented and like Find your character or become a better wrestler or like learn to work. Like, Impact is a rehab company. And if you're a woman, it's just genuinely like you should want to go there because they treat the women the best. Yeah.
1: Well, we, we know that. Shout out to my girl, Mia. Hey, hey, Mia.
0: Yeah. Like, they, you know, hi, Taya. Like, they treat the women the best. <laughs> uh, um, no, but speaking of, so, but, like, for all of those feel-good moments, though, there's also things that, like, clearly amount to nothing. You know, Bobby Fish is apparently not being re-signed. And also, speaking of that not being re-signed language, before we get into Bobby Fish, that's a thing that AEW does that their stands let them get away with. Like, WWE gets shit on for the future endeavoring bullshit. AEW just, like, very quietly doesn't say shit and then you never see somebody again
1: i'm glad you said that first and foremost while we're on the the, uh, subject of impact i want to give some very well wishes and some happy thoughts and some good vibes to joe Doring, who has uh got cancer another cancer diagnosis and has to take time off anybody who gives their body for this business and for us i want to make sure that you know give them all the well wishes and that's a big fight so we're with you big dog um, I've had so many debates and conversations about that very thing you're speaking of, about the future endeavors versus the contract's ending. And I'm not going to sit here and, and say something as stupid as they're the same thing. Because no. quite literally, they're not. However, no. they achieve the same goal. Releasing someone from their contract is very callous when uh, it's unexpected, 100%. But at least WWE gives you a 90-day uh, uh non-compete. Well, you can't work for nobody else, but you're getting paid and you're getting some time to try to get your affairs in order. Now, if if AEW was letting people's contracts run out and having that conversation with them, like, "All right, big dog, thanks for what you did for us. We're not going to use you anymore. Have a good time. They're not have no qualms. But people don't even know their contracts are up. People don't know if they're going to be used again. Marco Stunt talked about he didn't talk to him for like the last six months of his contract. You know, it's just happening. People were like, "Well, what happened right, to not, the Dark Order?
0: Look, look what slowly but surely happened
1: to the entire fucking Dark Order. Studos and Advent Angels. two of them. It's crazy. So yeah, it's so in that situation, it's the same effect. Getting rid of your roster and and thinning it down. It's the same effect. I'm not gonna give you laudits because well you you're stuck by my contract. If you're not giving me a chance to renegotiate and to keep it, what's the point?
0: Well, and if you're not being transparent, like, that's the other part of it, is, like, the releases are bullshit. They're announced. People are communicated with. Things, like, are known by all parties. Like, the contracts are, like, expiring with no notice, and then there's no communication, and then they're not announced. So, again, from a narrative standpoint, it's literally just like, oh, Studos and Alan Angels were with Dark Order yesterday, and then they were never heard from again.
1: You know what it reminds me of? Have you ever seen Moneyball?
0: Yeah, I've seen Moneyball.
1: The, there's a scene where Brad Pitt is trying to teach Jonah Hill how to cut people. And Jonah's like, I'm never going to do it. He's like, you're going to have to do it. And Jonah's trying to be all nice and loving "Well, you were a great player. And he's like, no. They're professionals. Just tell them to their face, be direct, and say, hey, I got to cut you. Thanks for working. You can go such and such and get the information. When you treat someone like a man or a woman or like whatever that you identify with, when you treat somebody the way that they supposed to be treated, even if it's bad news, they will respect it and respect you. We understand this is a business where sometimes my time is up here. Talk to me like, in these cases, like a man and say, look, thank you for working here. I got to let you go. Our, your contract's not going to be renegotiated. You got my number if you need anything. Take care. And we're good,
0: but don't have me waiting by the phone. Well, and especially because that kind of shit is never a surprise to people, whether it's a release or a non-renewal, that's never a surprise to people, even in this kind of a business, because it's like, well, am I on TV? Am I being used? Am I being featured? Am I getting dates? Or am I sitting and catering a lot of weeks? If I'm sitting and catering a lot of weeks... I'm not going to be surprised when I get this phone call, but I need to get the phone call. I need to know what's happening so that I can actually start calling my people and reaching out and saying, hey, I need a new uh, I need a new job. I got to get some dates. Can you get me in touch with so-and-so? Hey, I'm available now. We've worked together before. Here's my first dates. I'm really glad
1: you said that, because this, this is something important, as an important distinction. A.W. talked so much at the beginning, and this is mainly Cody, so I'll call a spade a spade, mainly Cody and Brandy, but about how their workers are going to be employees. Here's the facts of the situation. If anybody can tell me that I'm wrong, show me some proof, and I will get on this air, and I will tweet multiple tweets about how wrong I am. But with the exception of the people who have a corporate position, like Chris Daniels is talent and he's head of talent relations, or QT Marshall is talent and he's this and that, the, just the wrestlers are still independent contractors. Which means that Tony Khan, just like WWE and Vince and, and Triple H and stuff, have first rights to whatever you do. Now, the reason you can't work other shows in WWE is because it's understood that their first rights are always going to be used. Tony will let a select few people do that. But if your contract is in flux, if you're about to get released and you don't know where you stand, can I go get a work? Can I go do this? Can I go do that? Tony has pulled people many times. Tony has said you can't do that. Nope, can't do it because I need you here. Or am I comfortable with that. So that trans- that lack of transparency is twofold. Because not only you would think if, if that was really what they said it was, where I can work wherever I want, how I want, anytime I want, it wouldn't be a big deal. I'm gonna just keep working. But it's not. You still have to get things cleared with the company. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Maybe it wouldn't matter as much. But if Alan Angels, six months, six months after this contract, if he would really just start working other places, he'd have got a call.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that means that if you're gonna call me because I'm doing this, then you should call me to tell me what I'm gonna do with my contract.
0: Transparency
1: goes a long way. And if I'm wrong, again, I'm a man. I'm I'm cool with it. I will say I was wrong. So uh no. Transparency goes
0: a long fucking way.
1: Did you want to talk to the Thunder Rose rumors or do you not even want to give that any
0: Which ones? The ones about her having all the heat with people and shit? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we don't have to. Well, not like we don't have to make a big talk about it. But like my my only thought was, I'm like, on one hand, one person saying something might be bullshit. Multiple people saying it makes it sound more believable. But on the other hand, I'm also just like this also kind of sounds like some mean girl clicky shit. Mm -hmm. But. But my real only like legitimate thought about the whole thing is for her sake. I hope one part of that story not true. Because from a political standpoint in that company, Britt Baker is the last bitch I would want to piss off.
1: Well, that's the one part that I can guarantee you that real. woman they is they
0: That woman is not one in that company that woman is not a woman that I would want on the bad side of because she is the top woman in that company from a from business standpoint. And she is with one of the top men in that company who is good friends with management. Yep. And I'm just like, that is not a person that I would want against me.
1: Spot on. I completely agree. But unfortunately, that's the one part of all these rumors that I can guarantee is true. But they don't like each other. Now, again, Matt Hardy, Edge, Sean Brett, like they will work with each other to do business. But they really don't like each other. Um, The part that we don't know that's true. We do know that Thunder Rosa broke Jamie haters nose and that Jamie was apparently pissed about it and she was mad. Now, we have not been able to get concrete proof that Thunder ran from her and hid in the bathroom because of it. We do know that Thunder Rosa did lock herself in a bathroom at a certain point, but we don't know if the two were related. But the part about her being hard to work with and taking liberties with um, some of the extras, I've heard that myself. And the only thing it makes me think is, and this fucking pains me to my soul, Kyle, Leafs was probably right. Oof. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Think, swallow that one for a
0: minute. Oof, god damn. Oof. Diamante didn't say a whole lot when all of that shit went down. I don't know if she's just smart. Speaking of, when was the last time you saw Diamante? Is she still signed?
1: Girl, I don't know. That's why she, I asked you. Diamante may be at home taking care of Kiera because is hurt.
0: Okay, I mean maybe that's that's the case. That could be the case. I don't know. I asked you because I knew like you would know. I don't follow that company like that. No, I watched the Dynamites and shit, but like I don't follow the company like that. I am not watching all out because we can transition here onto this one. Uh, I am not watching all out because that card is looking all ass to me.
1: Well, I want to say one more thing, and then I want to get to it because you're gonna appreciate this. But can we talk about how they just fucked up my my girl Sunny like?
0: I mean, I, damn!
1: They treat her so wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm i I will say this: I, I begged for them to give her something, so at least she got something. But I'm so sick of these random ass. You're my buddy. You're my buddy. You're my teammate. You're my teammate. Stables. It yeah. don't make no sense. I, so the whole thought behind the Trustbuster stable is that Arya Davari, now going by Arya Davari, is like a is like a trust fund kid who basically is paying for these people to either hang out with them or be his friends or whatever. Meanwhile, so make... Stokely Carmichael creeping in the background all the time. Well, hey, Shout out to, shout out to Big Stoke. That's Stoke is still my boy. But it makes sense for him to hire Parker Boudreaux. You need some muscle. Bet! Makes sense. But the little rapper Slim J dude doesn't make no sense. And why is Sonny with them now? Like, that makes no sense to me. But then you now again. I know Sonny is, and I'm so proud of her for this. Is adamant I'm gonna wrestle with the men. Yeah, I'm a thousand percent behind that. I know a lot of people wanted to put her with the baddies to replace Kiara, which would have worked aesthetically, but that's not the lane that she wants to go in, and I completely support her in that. But like, that's the best we gonna do. Yeah, no, and a heel Sonny kiss. Uh, he, so we, are we turning Ricky nope. to Steamboat Hill next week? Ricky Steamboat next hill, uh, hill next week?
0: Just, I'm just, no, I, I can't, I just can't.
1: Okay, so we have, um, <laughs> I, I I found one more article I pulled up <laughs> that makes me laugh. FTR, my goodness, has been getting the runaround. Number one, they wasn't, they weren't. <laughs> In the video game. (laughs) Number
0: two, every time you see them on TV, it's them wrestling singles matches. Specifically, it's usually uh, Dax Dax wrestling singles matches and Cash just kind of standing on the sideline.
1: Dax may be the wrestler of the year from an in-ring perspective, if we're being honest. He's had great matches. And number three, this article, FTR believes they should have been booked versus the Young Bucks for All Out. But the Young Bucks are with Kenny in the Trios tournament against Dark Order, who they th- pressed it, uh, Vance, uh, Tennis hurt, and now Evil Uno's hurt because Andrade beat him up. So now Hangman's taking the place oh, with oh, uh oh, Silver oh, oh, and Reynolds. Oh. Right? Um, And they got FTR and Wardlow together, I guess residual pinnacle shit, uh, versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. By the way, Jay Lethal, who is has a team with Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh, the seven foot three dude from India. It's like, it's, it's, you I, My our good friend Brian, aka Clive from Ricky and Clive, loves to play Mad Libs. AEW was like wrestling Mad Libs.
0: No, the fact that Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal are still following each other around. Where's Kevin Nash? Like, Shit. Well, oh yeah, because Alex Shelley will be involved in this because he's gonna take the guns. Yeah. So, <laughs> where is Kevin Nash? The baby bear, Alex Shelley. God, we're oh. dating ourselves on this
1: one. Okay. Oh. So we need to. We, we. I'm gonna cut a break in earlier, y'all, so you would have heard the break by now. But we're definitely gonna take one more break here, and then we're gonna. For sure, Breakdown, Clash of the Castle, but we still got to talk. We're going to talk all out. We're going to talk gross Collide. So, um, by the way, you know what? If you want some shirts, where can you find some good chair shot merchandise, my brother?
0: I've been told that if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com for which the chair shot, you mm-hmm. can find lots of great merchandise. Yeah, we're, we're rusty, so we'll see y'all on the other side. <laughs> So everybody, uh we have some
1: of the greatest 3 days of re- two, well 2 days of wrestling. 3 days with SmackDown coming up. And like sometimes the wrestling gods shower us with their beautiful wrestlingness.
0: Um yeah, and other times the wrestling gods give us mediocrity. So <laughs>
1: Um, come on, man! Don't 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 be a hater, bro. Like we we got great shit come up this week.
0: I mean, you're right. They'll probably be good. In order of show importance, I guess we'll start with Worlds Collide.
1: Yeah, and it's the shortest
0: show. Yeah.
1: So uh, for for in the in the interest of time, for this and for All Out, I'm gonna save the entire card, and we can talk about things that interest us. Just in the interest of time, because we're gonna go match by match for Clash at the Castle. Okay. Um, On the pre-show Or maybe even on the actual show Nathan Frazier Is going to wrestle Axiom Who is a kid in a mask Um, They had a funny promo Where Nathan was like I know you're not, you've never wrestled in the UK And I know you don't know anything about this Not knowing that we all know That that's a kid, so whatever Um, But on the main show Carmelo Hayes is defending The North American Championship versus Ricochet That's going to be a banger. We got a fatal four-way tag team elimination match to unify the NXT and NXT UK tag champs between the Creed Brothers, who are the current NXT champs, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, a.k.a. uh, Baby Bulldog, not Baby Bulldog, Baby Bull Buchanan and Josh Briggs, who are the NXT UK champs, between Gallus, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, and Pretty Deadly, my current favorite tag team on the brand. They're fantastic. Um, Katana Chance and Kaden Carter are defending the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships versus Dewdrop and Nikki ASH. And of course, we have the main events. We have Mandy Rose, your NXT Women's Champion. We have the legend, the final boss, Mako Satamara, the NXT UK Champion, and Blair Davenport, the champion of getting rid of Will Ospreay, um, and a triple threat to unify the Women's Championships. And the main event, we got Braun Breaker with the NXT Championship versus Tyler Bate with the NXT UK Championship. Everything is merging. So, anything catch your eye? Anything you're interested in? Or is this just like, ah, I'll see you later?
0: Um, I mean, the main event will be good, I'm sure. I'm interested to see who wins the women's match because I feel like Mandy has done her time and is ready to go back to either Raw or SmackDown. Um... And so I'm interested to see who will win that match. Um, I also am just going to say, you know, I soured on him over the last few years, and now I'm just at a point where I just can't get into Ricochet. And so, like, hearing that he's on a card, I'm just like, oh, I mean, the match will be fine. He'll do his flippy-doos. It'll be whatever. But I'm just like, he can go somewhere else. I will
1: say that from an in-ring perspective, Carmelo Hayes and Ricochet is going to be one of the one of the top five matches of the weekend. Oh, Carmelo, is um, Carmelo is Hayes is great. Carmelo Hayes is fan-fucking-tastic. Um, this is, the car is going to be stupid crazy in terms of wrestling quality. Um, and there are a couple of stories. As it that
0: should is, be, honestly, because NXT. if it's champion... No, not that. If these are champions versus champions to unify titles... Those should be bangers, because if not, then why the fuck are y'all the champions?
1: That's a really good point, and you'll see that. You'll you'll get that feeling with the Women's Tag Team Champion, because, hey, Caden Carter and and Katana Chance, they've worked really hard and they've gotten better, but they're not great. So I'm not—that match is going to definitely be the, the lowest match in the card. But two things that stand up to me that are going to be important. Number one is I think this is the match that the Creed brothers continue to show. Why the fuck are we in NXT? We need to be on WrestleMania. They're that fucking good. And I don't know what the contract situation for Mako Satomura is. Because I don't know if she wants to move here full-time and work out of Orlando or go to main route, whatever she wants. I don't know what her her, situation is. So what happens with that match is going to tell me if she's staying or not. I think Blair Davenport is winning that match because it makes the most sense for everybody. Blair Davenport is for sure going to stay in NXT. You can do what you want with Mandy and toxic attraction. I and agree. if Miko's staying or not, we don't know. And it's the most interesting thing because she ain't the champ.
0: So the one no, person
1: who shouldn't even be in the match is going to win.
0: No, I agree. Like when you said the three names, I was like, Oh, Blair should win. Um, and I know not, I know very little about anything else in the match, but I was just like, oh, Blair should definitely win that. Um, but like speaking of all of this, this is making me think, you know, if you're gonna keep the main roster women's tag belts and you're gonna have NXT have women's tag belts, y- y'all going on this signing spree to sign all these men up, y'all need to scoop up some fucking women, preferably women who are in tag teams, because like y'all don't have the bodies for this
1: that's my only problem my only question and i'm not going to say something that's flipping and ridiculous as well there are no women there are dozens if not hundreds of women out there but what established women's tag teams are there out there that are available that's
0: the question that's fat and i mean it's a fair question and it's facts and i mean like you know you see one of the few notable ones that had wwe connections the iconics aren't wrestling anymore
1: well yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Billy may come back, but I, but Peyton is done. Yeah, no, they're she not wrestling she, anymore. She's having babies now, she's done. Um Yeah, that that's a really good question. Um I would say maybe Jessamine and Marina may come back, but Marina's signed AW now.
0: So Well like, and and granted, we know you can make a women's tag team. But like the issue that they have is that they don't make women's tag teams, they make women's wrestlers and then randomly toss them together from time to time and the women have to come up with, how are we going to turn this into a cohesive tag team? Well, so yes, but
1: the last two NXT Women's Tag Team Champions have been Toxic Attraction and 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 Chance and Carter, who are traditional tag teams.
0: If so, we don't include the whole Cora Jade heel turn thing.
1: Oh, damn, that happened.
0: That's right. Shit, I forgot about that. Is that sad? said I forgot about that? That just happened last month? No, that's not what's sad. What's sad is that I corrected you on an NXT fact.
1: And Roxanne's from Houston, by the way. So, yeah, that I'm... I'm Sit with your
0: shame. It. Sit with your shame while you're uh, hard card for All Out. Which... I don't care what they say. This is their biggest pay-per-view. Like, miss me with that double or nothing nonsense. If the company was started with All In, All Out is your biggest pay-per-view.
1: I actually disagree, but I'm seeing so many people have
0: that belief. It's huh. it's it's one of those things where it's like, for me, the difference. For me, the distinction between like all out versus double or nothing is kind of like I never really saw Starcade as the big show for WCW. I always felt like oh. there was at least one other show every year
1: that was. More-
0: mm. It wasn't always the same show, but there was almost always another show that was more important than Starcade every
1: year. I I feel you. I well okay. I I think the best analogy is. Impact. Bound for Glory is their show. Slammiversary is bigger every year.
0: I was going to say, yeah, Bound for Glory is their show. But no, it's called Slammiversary. It's the, sh- it's, it's the one that's numbered. It's the one that, we care about. <laughs>
1: right. And that was the one that had King of Mountain every year. Yeah. Um, that's so. And I, I I may disagree, but I, I think your point is extremely valid. Only reason I would say Devil or Nothing is because they give it Pomp and Circumstance where All Out is just like, hey, it's here. Yeah, but, but yeah, All
0: Out also I, gets the Casino Battle Royale.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So speaking of that, so let's, let's get into it. First and foremost, if you are one of those people that watches the uh, pre-show or zero hour, you got 14 fucking matches to sit through.
0: Have fun watching an episode of dark.
1: So. Tamahishio ishi Ishii, shout out to Jeremy and Josh, their favorite wrestler. I mean, he rest- should be
0: everybody's favorite wrestler in terms of, like, if you've seen an Ishii match and were not impressed, then, like, why are you even a fan? Well, okay, Ishii is is wrestling Eddie Kingston. Ooh, that's got to be a hard carry for him, but if anybody can do it, it's Ishii. It, it's going to be a brawl. It's going to be a fight. They'll be fine. Seven minutes.
1: Let them just bang and be done with it. Um, pa- Pac is defending his All-Atlantic Championship. Yes, that's a thing. Versus Kip Sabian. For the record. For the record. Really good tertiary storytelling in this match. Because Kip Sabian has been hurt for a minute. Like a year. Yeah, he Last and I saw been, him, he was still with Miro. Yeah, that's how long he's been hurt. And for the longest, he's been wearing a box uh, on him that says over it and underrated or something. Standing and watching him. And finally, he jumped him. Like, he's been following him around the co- like around the country and around the globe. So there's there's some story there. That's what I like in my wrestling. Um, and that's going to be a fun match because, you know, Pac is, Pac is one of the 10 best in the world, 15 best in the world. And Kip can go. And uh, my boy Kyle's biggest wrestling crush right now, Hook, is being sent to rest, to defend the FTW championship versus one half of Everise or 3.0, cool hand Angelo Parker. Daddy Magic is hurt. Matt Menard, he's hurt. So Angelo's wrestling uh, singles. There's no build up. It's just they just do a match on the card. That's the pressure. It's gonna be a recurring theme. Yes. So I'm gonna go. I'm I'm using Wikipedia here. So but the, the matches are right. I'm going from lowest from the lowest to the top. Okay. We got uh, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. And it's being billed as Lionheart versus American Dragon. So we're wrestling this match in 1997.
0: Well, I mean, I wish we were wrestling this match in 1997. <laughs> it would have been so much better. Like, but It won't be bad. I, I It won't be bad because the two of them together are probably incapable of having a bad match together. Yeah. But it won't be what it would have been in 1997.
1: <laughs> the fun... The fun of it is, it's basically essentially for the custody of
0: Daniel Garcia. (laughs) What what I really actually found interesting as a factoid is, it's like the first time this match is happening in like fifteen years or some shit. Like they only actually wrestled twice in
1: WWE. How wild is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just like their their times never seem to overlap.
1: Um. If I was a if I was a man who was paying for this show, which I'm not, uh, this these next two matches would be two of them that act- I would actually be paying for. Starting off with Ricky Starks, absolute Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs.
0: Man, that Ricky Starks face turn promo was so fucking amazing.
1: Holy shit. Edit every Ricky Starks promo
0: was fucking amazing, but
1: specifically that one. Yeah, Ricky Starks is fine, oh, and Powerhouse gosh. is great too. Shout out to the melanin though.
0: Let's let's shout to them. That's one. also yeah. true. Yeah, and shout out to a match of like two really great finishing moves. That's right. Good point. Um,
1: and then uh, the other one that I'm I'm very interested in is uh, Jungle Boy Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. You know,
0: it, uh, the Luchasaurus turn, then turn again a week later was. <laughs> That's why we call him Cocaine Tony Khan. But um, aside from that, it really was a good build for this match. It was a good build. to Christian knows how to do the job, so he'll do the job. And Jungle Boy will look good because Jungle Boy has improved a lot as a wrestler, and it'll be fun.
1: He'd better do the job, but I mean... eh?
0: I mean... If he don't do the job, it's gonna be because Luchasaurus is gonna pull the tripleton. <laughs> he's gonna choke Slim Jungle Boy. He's he's really he's
1: really living up to that Big Show Paul White hype, huh? No, he's Kane. He's wearing well, a mask,
0: it. remember? Oh, that's right.
1: Both the motherfuckers turn every five seconds.
0: I know. Um, it still fits. They.
1: By the way, look, I'm glad that, that they put him in this feud for one reason. Jungle Boy, the only thing he needed to send to becoming a top tier wrestler was the opportunity to talk because he can wrestle. He can get you involved. He got the crowd connection. But you needed to know who he was as a character with his mouth. And I'm glad they gave him the opportunity to do that. Um, We mentioned this earlier, but I'll go ahead and say it now. Your um, Ring of Honor. IWGP, and uh, fuck, are they NWA tag triple team? A, Whatever. I think it's AAA. Triple triple, and your triple A tag team champions, FTR, are teaming with the TNT champion, Wardlow, to face Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Because reasons. Quite literally. Um, and then we have the uh, a six-man tag match, which actually should be fun. Um, the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. Who? First who that is. <laughs> no, you know Malachi. You know Alistair, bitch. <laughs> Versus Darby Allen Sting and the Redeemer. Miro. All right, then. Um, Now, but so again, they, do they match? No, but Brody and, and Darby have had like a blood feud over the past few months. Remember and when Miro people
0: Black was going to become a main eventer? And now he's the second most important person in his own stable. The pain in my chest. I'm not even my... saying that to hate. I'm not even saying that to no. hate for you. I'm just pointing right. it out.
1: You're right. Okay. So hold uh, hold that that hold that 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 vitriol, right? And then I want you to flip it to this one. The Casino Ladder Match. The winner, of course, winner gets a future AEW uh, World Championship match. Naturally. I want you to tell me what doesn't make sense in this match, okay?
0: Oh, one of these things is not like the other.
1: Which one is it? Do you know? Dante Martin makes sense. Flippy guy, right? Top flight.
0: Oh, don't don't even give me the commentary. Just give me the names. Okay, got you. Dante Martin, Claudio Casignoli.
1: Wheeler Yuta. Penta El Cerro Mero, Ray Phoenix. Andrade El Idolo Roosh And a, and a, I guess someone to be determined later What
0: the fuck is Wheeler Yuta doing in this match? No, I'm
1: fine with that It's three tag teams And Dante Andrade and Ruz In, in um, Lucha Brothers And Blackpool Combat Club
0: The fuck? Oh, but Rance, they're all stables. Stables are different. Well, Valley Kyle, maybe so. But look,
1: and and again, every one of those people are a fantastic A-plus wrestler. But I will say this. I will say this. You have both the Lucha Brothers and Dante Martin who will fly for anything. Claudio and Rouge can literally pick up the earth like Atlas, and Willer and uh, and Yuta and Andrade are the perfect glue guys. That the match should be fun. Who do you think the ace man is going to be? Any ideas? I'm cool. Is he ready? Is he not? Is he back? I don't know.
0: I don't even know. It was just huh. a name that came to mind.
1: I know he's on TV again, but I don't know if he's healthy.
0: Um, no, I don't. I don't have any any clue. I don't either, which is weird.
1: I have no idea. That's a good question. Um, okay. Let's get to some let's get some to some title matches. Um, we we spoke earlier, Jay Cargill is defending the TBS against Championship Athena. against Athena. Um we're gonna have again, shout out to Melanin that match and Swerving our glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defending the tag team championship against, against
0: the So much Melanin on this card. Scissor. It's almost like it's almost like they took some criticism. Oh no! Yes, this, this is absolutely like
1: the victory lap show for Tony Khan and and diversity, one hundred percent. And then we have um, the finals for the trio championships, the Elite, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks versus uh Johnny Hungy, Alex Reynolds, and the Hangman, Adam Page. And then we have uh again because uh it's interim title, Thunder Rosa had is injured. Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida, fatal four way for the interim women's title. And a match that we didn't have get a chance to talk to that I hope we spend at least Three minutes on now. John Moxley is d- defending his uh, undisputed AEW World Championship against what you call him earlier, Asshole Punk, Philip mm. Jack,
0: mm. the man being crushed under the weight of his own toxicity.
1: Shout out, man, shout out to Serge Tark- Tark- Tarkany, whatever his name is, my boy from uh, the System of a Down. That should be his new music, Toxicity.
0: Oh yeah. No. Um, he, yeah. The chorus fits for him too. Disorder, disorder. Um, so before we talk about that match, I will say the first thing that stuck out to me as we went down that card is I'm just like so many fucking trios matches and four ways and multi-person matches. And like the, not saying that there's anything specifically wrong with having a lot of multi-person matches because wwe does that shit all the time in a big show to try to get everybody on the fucking card but i'm also just like damn like i appreciate a singles match so much more on a card with this many multi-men matches and then i look at what the two or what the handful of singles matches are and i'm like okay well like I really hope Ricky and Will and uh, Christian and Jungle Boy get a lot of time to work because, like, Jericho and Danielson got to be, like, you got to cap them at 15 or they'll, like, literally hurt themselves. And uh, Punk also, I would think you got to cap that at, like, 10 to 15 max or he going to hurt himself.
1: Well, it's it's pretty simple. Because jungle Boy and Christian is going to get time because jungle Boy is one of the pillars they they believe in him Jaden Jade and is going to get seven minutes. House of Black and Darby Sting and Murro's going to get eight minutes because Sting don't do long matches no more.
0: Right How long do you give the women's four away?
1: They'll be lucky if they get 10.
0: I was thinking 10.
1: Um, Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the City Machine Guns is going to be less than ten, because any match with Wardlow at this point should be very quick, because he is hottest
0: fish grease. Shout
1: to shout to Booker
0: How much fucking time are fucking the elite gonna waste? Oh, th- that's gonna be a
1: twenty-five minute epic.
0: Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Well, that um, because I'm just like they'll waste 25 minutes. You know they're going to let the latter match have at least 25 minutes. Yep, spot on. Um,
1: um, and and oh, and the other match that's going to get it's going to get time cut. It's Starks and Hobbs won't get a lot of time either. I don't, I just don't see it. No,
0: I. Yep, you're right. They'll get going. They'll like start to get going, and then I feel like it's going to have an abrupt finish. That's going to leave people a little disappointed. Yeah, and it, then they'll piss us off because then they'll turn around and let the two of them have a rematch on Rampage yeah. that goes like 35. Yep,
1: yep. They'll they'll get their time on TV. That's yep.
0: yep. They'll, right they'll get to they'll get to have the actual match that they were supposed to have at the pay per view later well, on. Well, they'll do that or the, the the Tony
1: Khan special is they'll never see each other again for like a year and a half.
0: <laughs> also, also a possibility. Jesus Christ. Um, as far as that world title though, I'm just like, okay, so like, I just don't fucking care. And that has been a recurring theme for their world title for like almost a year now. I, so I will say this,
1: the hangman punk story was good. Hangman losing to Punk. I didn't like it because I'm a Hangman guy and, you know, I'm on some fuck punk shit. But at least it was something. And I was excited to see if Punk would go to the dark side with the title. And he broke his foot the next night. Unfortunate. Like, I'm, I, I will never be happy for an injury. Unfortunate, right? So, the, unif- the possibility of unification between Moxley and Punk, they're literally their two biggest stars. Word to Kenny. Sorry. But it was intriguing in that the sense that when the two biggest guys in any promotion fight, it's it's a it's just it's a big deal, right? Like I bought Floyd versus Conor McGregor, knowing it was gonna be a train wreck, but when the two biggest guys fight, you gotta watch. To bu- to give me the bullshit they did, and for the record, I am convinced it's a work. I'll give you reasons. This ain't just me bullshit, I'll give you reasons. Number one. They put the match in the middle of the show, knowing they had other matches booked after it,
0: right? So and number yet, one, when you watched the rest of the show, nothing looked short or rushed or like, so that right. was clearly always the plan.
1: And if they wanted to play it off that way, they could have put it at eight thirty. Right, And it happened, and then they got to rush another match out there or something to make it look
0: like it was Nope, they followed that shit up with Christian cutting the most prepared promo I have seen in a hot minute.
1: Directly after. Spot on. Secondly, um, Moxley tweaked the ankle. If that was real, he would have communicated to the ref, I'm really hurt. And the ref would have told Mox, he's really hurt. But Mox went after the ankle. That's number two. Number three, he's, when when Mox picked him up to do Death Rider, I've I've broken my ankle, you've messed up your knee really bad. When you are really hurt, you can't put any pressure on it. Punk was putting full pressure on his leg when he was getting himself together, getting up. He was not hurt. It's a work. And now we see what happened on Dynamite this week, a steal with the promo of all promos, brother. You know you fucking are. And we are Chicago and whatnot. And I'm I, I'm just like, look, I am completely with the rah-rah speeches and the down on your luck build you back up. But was that enough time really to sell that story, that you were down on your luck? And why does anybody, why should anybody want to see you who couldn't wrestle five minutes with him because of your foot wrestle Mox a week later, and most importantly, why wouldn't you just do this match the first, this exact story, if you did it at All Out first? It would have made more sense.
0: Well, but, like, also, as you were talking, unrelated to any of it, I thought of another reason why All Out feels like their biggest show. Um, it's in Chicago every single year, which is their, yep. like, host city. So, like, the show that you're running in your home city Every year, that's your biggest show.
1: Okay, I can accept it. (laughs)
0: Um, But anyway, it uh, it might be their biggest show, but for the first time in a long time, you boys here at The Outsider's Edge will not be watching, so uh, we'll catch some spoilies later. Uh, We will, however, that afternoon, be watching The Clash at the Castle. So uh, let's talk about that shit. Is it really only six matches on this on the show? Yep. And it's at three p.m. And it's at three p.m. These motherfuckers trying to let us have a Saturday night out too. Oh
1: my god, I'm they blown away. They gonna give
0: us some good wrestling and a night out.
1: Shit, I am blown the fuck away. So, um, I have some news for Clash of the Castle.
0: All right
1: then. Tyson Fury will be there.
0: Oh, I saw that. I saw that.
1: Which is prospectively big because. Number one, they get up
0: whatever thing he's going to do at WrestleMania
1: with, you know, he has a blood feud with Drew. And yes, now that he's officially retired from wrestling. Yeah, he's probably going to sign with WWE or, or do some more matches. And everybody got beef with Drew. Roman and the bloodline got beef with Drew, Carrion Cross. now Tyson Fury here. Like, I don't know. Okay, so let's get to it. Uh, six
0: matches. I'm blown away. It felt like more. Okay. Such a good build, though. It's got to be more, right? No, six matches is great, though, because also that means we have enough time to talk about all six of them without the show being absurdly long. There and And, Rance, you know how this goes. First of all, this is a Hunter Hearst Helmsley pay-per-view. What's the NXT formula? Five matches. So, like, we're already getting an extra match. We ought to be grateful we're getting an extra. But number two... Um, we know that they'll probably have an unannounced extra match. Of I would sort, hope so. Or an extra w- segment or something because this is in the UK and they never get shows. No, yeah, I'm
1: 100 I'm with you. But I will say that I would be disappointed just slightly, just a little bit, if I was going there because this is a stadium show, first pay-per-view in the UK in six matches. Bitch, give me ten. Give me eight. Give me something more than six.
0: I don't know how good are they. Because if there's six matches and they all get at least 25 minutes, then like that's, you know, a few hours well spent. So Clash of the Castle is gonna be this Sunday, and there are six matches, and they will probably be varying qualities of good. Uh we're gonna go one by one. Rance take it away. Alright,
1: so um We'll start off with Edge and Rey Mysterio versus uh, The Judgment Day, Finn and Damian Priest, with Dominic Mysterio on the side of Edge and Ray, and Rhea Ripley on the side of Finn and Damian.
0: That's I've been calling Dominic to turn on Ray and turn heel for, like, ever now, and I'm just like, feel like now's the time. I, I think it'll be a soft
1: heel. In that he turns on Edge, not on Ray, mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'll be that amb- ambiguous until yeah. then. He can formally turn on Ray later. Yeah, that's what I
1: think. So, does that mean that the Judgment Day win?
0: Um, I'm gonna say yes because, like, God damn, they need to.
1: Yeah, they've been doing okay, but yeah, it's only so many times Ray can roll your ass up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, let's go with, uh, Matt Riddle versus, Matt, Matt Riddle gangster. The versus Seth Gangster Rollins.
0: Also freaking. Um, it, well, he did just get his first name back and Seth did bitch his ass on live fucking television in front of 1.5 million people. So, uh. I'm gonna say Matt Riddle gonna get his heat back, and uh, we'll beat Seth freaking Rollins.
1: I, so I want to say Seth's gonna win, but number one, Seth loses every big match.
0: Always, so, that's what he does.
1: But number two, the entirety of this feud, going back to when Seth, when Matt and uh, Randy were still teaming together, Seth has beat his ass from pillar to fucking post. So yeah, riddle gotta get some heat back. And when you when you tell somebody that the kids and their wife don't care about their bitch ass, like you know that that guy's gotta really punch you in the mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's go with Bailey, Dakota Kai, and E.O. Sky, I guess being called damage control or some sort of that. Versus uh Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and O
0: Best feud on the card. Best feud on the card. Um, So, like, I want to say the Heels is going to win, because they should. But... Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, there goes that word. But both of the women's champions are on the other team. So... Well, not both of them, because Liv's doing her own thing. But, you know... Bianca and Oscar are tough to bet against, so I'm gonna pick them.
1: I'm gonna pick the one team with continuity Bailey, EO and Dakota and and like Bailey is like the queen of England, like they love fucking Bailey.
0: Everyone should love Bailey. let's be
1: real. well you're that's all facts. um but no, you gotta give you gotta give a
0: reason. For Bailey to get the title shot. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well then, how about they win, but Bailey is not the one who gets the pin, or if she does, it's not on Bianca. Uh, well, yeah, Bianca's
1: not gonna get pinned. It'll probably be Alexa. Cause Alexa, I think Alexa's gonna getting ready I always to turn forget heel.
0: Forget about her. I just always forget she's there.
1: She'll she'll eventually hear. She's in a holding pattern. She'll eventually do something to get your interest back. Um, I Gunther defending his Intercontinental Championship versus Sheamus, mm. and the win the real winner
0: is us, yeah, like all facts. Um, who gets uh, who takes a bigger beating? Um, Sheamus's chest from the Gunther chops or Ludwig in general?
1: <laughs> well, outside of this match in regular time, Ludwig, yes, Ludwig. But Shamus skin is the color of uh like bath soap. So like my boy is gonna he's gonna walk in a fresh light white and he's gonna walk out like blood red. It's, this The is Irish
0: what... person is gonna walk into uh this match as the instant heel. Oh god, yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> In in well in Wales they're gonna boo the Irish dude and and cheer the uh and cheer the Austrian Austrian dude. yeah wow is uh, uh, Dublin Shamus is from Dublin Dublin is Ireland not Northern Ireland that's Belfast the Northern Ireland right
0: Belfast is Northern Ireland okay so yeah oh yeah he's the enemy there yeah proper
1: yeah he's he's enemy um no Gunther okay so there is a real conversation of if Shamus should win. Because this is the one Sheamus title Seamus should wants.
0: win because Gunter should go higher up the card because Gunter is fucking awesome.
1: You Look, there's a possibility. I will say this. I think Gunter wins only Keith. because yep. yes. he needs to keep how great, uh this great reign and wrestle everybody. But I would not be shocked if Sheamus wins because this is the one title in the entire company he's never won.
0: He's not had before.
1: And he wants it bad. He's been open about this, like, in kayfabe interviews and in non-kayfabe interviews. Uh, and don't forget, you spoke you about Ludwig. Well, Ridge and Butch going to be out there, too.
0: Man, I'm hoping that now that Daddy Hunter's in charge, maybe Butch can stop being fucking Butch. I don't know. I could not disagree more.
1: I have never cared about that dude more than I do now.
0: I just don't like the name. It just sounds so reductive.
1: Okay, I can respect that. But like the I character don't he's the built,
0: gimmick. no, the gimmick yeah. itself, I don't give a fuck. I'm I just like the name sounds so like reductive.
1: Okay, I can I can respect that. That much I yeah. can respect. Yeah. Yeah, but people want him to go back to Oh no, the, mean, the gimmick
0: itself I, is fine. Yeah. No, the whole Belfast brawlers thing like Yeah.
1: Yeah, like I'm mean and I wrestle good isn't a character.
0: No, this Like, the gimmick itself, I'm fine with.
1: Okay, so... We're both on Guthrie on that one, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Liv defends the title against Shayna Baszler, and by the way... Man, wrestling
0: fans are so fucking fickle. Take a second to expound on that. Like, they, you know... Wanted live and loved live, and oh, we're so happy for live, and you deserve it. And then two weeks later, oh, she's not a very good champion. This hasn't been a great run, it's kind of sucked. You're spot on, man. I mean,
1: we've been going, we've been Daniel Bryan was life, right. right.
0: We've been telling y'all, Daniel Bryan was right. Y'all are fickle,
1: years, brother. Years, we're flying Daniel
0: Bryan was right. The Miz was the face all along, fickle. Um, can Liv pull it off, though? I mean, I'm going to say no now that Hunter's in charge because Hunter's going to push Shayna like a fucking monster.
1: I think that part is right, but I think Liv still wins for one major reason. There is clearly something brewing between Rhonda and Shayna.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And Rhonda is reinstated now,
0: mm-hmm. so it makes
1: me wonder if Rhonda wants to be the one to put Liv down. And cost of the match. Liv has one character trait. That's her biggest problem is she doesn't have a defined character. Her it, it was spunky, but now it's the champion is turned into resilient, right? I know people hated the match at some, not hated, but were disappointed in the match at SummerSlam. But the one thing it showed was she fought that arm longer than most women would. You know what I'm talking about? So, like, I really do think that they're pushing that she's scrappy and resilient, even though she's not as talented or prepared as the other guys. So, Shannon's going to beat the fuck out of her for 10 minutes. And I think she'll, like, resilient her or tougher out. All right.
0: All right. So I could see that. That's not a terrible. I'm still going to stick with my pick, but I could okay. absolutely see that. So you got, you've got, you got Liv. I got Shayna.
1: Well, that's our show, guys. We'll see y'all later. That's that's Cardiff. That's The Outsider's Edge. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he's bullshit,
0: bullshit and... but like the there is no conversation to be had about the main event. I don't for talk about only that. one reason. There's a, But there's no conversation to be had for only one reason. We sit at the table of our tribal chief. And uh, we ain't gonna fuck with that. So, like,
1: I don't want to say it on air. I don't want to say it on air. And then, you know, it gets back to the tribal chief. But you know what it is. We'll speak of it if it happens after the fact. But I don't want to predict it on air.
0: Although I will say this, um, you know, at this point, between now and probably Royal Rumble season is when you should start looking for, you know, signs of a cash-in if that's going to happen. I'm not saying it'll be successful, but Uh... you look for that. Between now and the Royal Rumble season, you'll probably see it Saturday. Just, you know, putting that out there. I'm not saying it's going to work out too well. How crazy
1: would it be if Austin Theory really does cash in and wins and Theory versus Gargano
0: is your world
1: title (laughs) feud? Nah.
0: Austin Theory becomes the WWE, like, champion right now. Like,. Oh, here's my question. Is the contract for both belts, or does he still have to pick one?
1: Because I've
0: honestly thought that the Money in the Bank briefcase is the perfect way to split the belts back up. Because you can make the argument that the briefcase is only for one world title, not two world titles. So you have to choose which title. You're cashing it in for, and that gives you a natural and easy way to split the belts. I'm, so, look, I'm glad you
1: said that. So, my, my actual prediction, I'll give you my full prediction, is Ref Bump, Usos come out, they jump him, he gets him out, Roman spears, spears him, and then one, two, kick out. Crowd gets hot. Sammy comes out. And goes to Haluber, kick him, but misses, and some, some, whatever. Um, and Drew ends up, like, actually, Drew ends up fighting off the Bloodline, beating Roman. One, two, three, cool. He gets to celebrate. Karrion and Cross comes out and beats the fuckity fuck out of him. A town down. Drew and and uh. Theory catches on Drew. Monday on Raw he's coming out to celebrate and um that's when um what's my boy comes out and says nope daddy grab daddy comes out and says nope only one title and drew comes out to beat his ass get his title back and you can flip it how you want between cross uh drew theory and roman whatever but that's that's a i think that's roman goes out at, on a classic match, Drew has to literally beat everybody to win in front of Cardiff. It's his moment. He should have got a WrestleMania 36. You have another feud out there. And most importantly, you can get the title off of Theory to Seth, who can then get it to
0: Cody at WrestleMania. Well, and also, also, I think this is more importantly, you can get the belt off of the Tribal Chief and he can go on vacation. Because like let's be real, it's around that time.
1: Go make some more
0: babies. Well, I, well, I'm I'm just from a calendar calendar perspective. It's around that time, so it's and, like
1: and yes, and there is no god reason why Roman and Rock needs to be for a championship.
0: It don't, but, I mean, it probably will be, and even when that happens, Roman, as the tribal chief, can come and demand a title shot whenever the fuck he wants. Like, when you I hold mean, the belt for that long, like, you could, he could come back literally in December, get himself a world title match at the Royal Rumble, win the title back, and then you still have your fucking two of them showing a showdown for a title, but it doesn't need to be for a title, but I just know, you know, that's how the company normally does this shit now. Well, Roman, Roman did say something
1: when he, on the beatdown Friday, he looked in the camera, he said, I want someone to take it from me. Well, that could have not just been trash talk. That could
0: have been foreshadowing. Yeah. So, but, uh, on that note, my friends, uh, watch the clash at the castle watch worlds collide watch all out if it's your cup of tea um in the meantime you can find me on twitter at dr Smore's. you can find the good brother rance on twitter at
1: what's my twitter it's it's ray cash it's been a while since we did this ari wise and mysterio C-A-S-H-S and dollars. I'm I'm a little rusty. I
0: apologize. You can catch the show on Twitter at Outsiders Ed C S. Of course, we are part of the ChairShot Radio Network at ChairShot Media, where we encourage always you. Always to... use your head. <laughs> and as always, y'all remember, we here at the Outsiders Edge Podcast are some increasingly older gentlemen doing everything that we can trying to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to be real, real rusty, and our transitions are going to be shit, and there's not going to be journalisming. And then other times, we're going to hit you with some semi-hot takes to lukewarm takes. But no matter what, we're out here chasing our dreams, and you have got to respect that. Because even in our 30s, we still don't give a fuck. Ah, I hurt my foot. I can't wrestle no more. Oh no. Oh no. I better rush rants to the hospital. So, you know, we'll hopefully see y'all again next time. Maybe. Eh. Thanks for listening y'all. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.